1: I really enjoyed the X-Files episode last time. I think that was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Interesting stuff.
1: And uh, in sad television sci-fi weirdness news, um, I was all set that I was going to talk about uh, an episode in the future that we wanted to do on the return of Twin Peaks. Oh. And over the weekend, uh, David Lynch, the director of Twin Peaks, the guy that came up with the idea... He released a uh, like a Facebook statement or actually he released it over Twitter and then like a Facebook, his Facebook page collected the tweets and put them out there and said that he would no longer be directing the Twin Peaks revival. Oh, bummer. Yeah. And so I don't know what's going to happen with the Twin Peaks revival, but that Mm. means that I'm glad we didn't mention it in last week's song.
0: Yeah, no joke. We'd so have to like, we do a redo on that song. we didn't
1: get burned, because that was like, I was thinking about the second verse, and I totally wanted to put Twin Peaks in there, and then didn't, and now I'm glad
0: we didn't. You chose wisely, Mike.
1: That's right. So we didn't get burned on having a talking about a Twin Peaks revival that may not be it. All right. right. So um. <clears throat> anyway, that was just a little bit of sad TV news, and- yes. uh, how are you feeling today? How is the weather in Madison?
0: Doing fine, thanks. It's uh, rainy and gloomy and does not feel like spring at the moment, but um, just keeping in mind the May flowers that will surely appear because of all this rain we're getting here in April. So, yes. how's everything up in Minneapolis today, Mike?
1: It, it it looks like the end of the world. It's dark <laughs> and nasty, no. and I'm looking over the Twin Stadium and it just is gray and disgusting. So I was mm. going to go out and uh, go for a run after this, and I've decided to keep that to the uh, treadmill
0: instead Stay of Stay inside where it's cozy.
1: Yes, where it's nice, and I can pretend that it's full of sunshine. <laughs> you know, uh, this week we have a special interview with
0: a psychic medium. All right. And we talked a little bit about mediums. It uh, was two episodes ago, and we had— garnett schulhauser on in episode 32 and we sort of like touched on the medium topic because he's a channeler and we were kind of discussing the differences between channelers and mediums that's right so so this week we have a medium and it'll be interesting to see um the differences i guess
1: well what i think is interesting okay so so garnett has his um spirit guide albert that he talks to but We're speaking to Carol Mills, and I was trying for a segue there that didn't work, because I was like, well, it's dark and gloomy in Minnesota, but Carol Mills was in Coral City, Florida, or Cape Coral, Florida.
0: Lucky lady? Right.
1: It was beautiful, you know, just talking. She's like, well, it's humid. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) That sounds great. So I was trying to say that, um, you know, sunshine maybe makes, maybe it's easier to talk to the dead. I don't know. But so... (laughs) So she doesn't talk to like a spirit guide or anything, Mm -hmm. but um, she says that she talks to people and then whoever shows up, shows up. So it could be whoever has a message for you. It could be your grandmother,
0: could be your aunt, could be somebody. Someone who's deceased though, not just like somebody pops in the door like, hello. Right. Once
1: you have a reading with her, she like calls up your family and they show up (laughs) and the the message is, call your mother um no but uh so i just so that's so that's this kind of medium that can talk to spirits regularly on the other side and so she she, she gives people readings um and you know she goes into depth about how she gives readings what she sees uh i i think she's interesting because her family isn't religious she started out an atheist and didn't believe in anything didn't go to church didn't have any religion and we touch on that in the interview and um then when her uh when her dog died she she felt the spirit of her dog coming back wow and that was the opening of her abilities to see to the other side and I, there's a couple interesting things here um and i and i don't talk about it in the interview and i i didn't want to challenge her on it but she gets into orbs and mm-hmm. if you guys Orbs and pictures. And so that's what is it's really hot in the ghost hunting world is that they'll take a picture and then you'll see this weird orb of light.
0: Like a ball. Looks like a circle, like glowing circle kind of.
1: Yeah. And um I'm not a huge fan of orbs and pictures. I find them kind of like, I think it's either dust or it's because it's only in digital cameras. They, I mean, they appear all the time and they appear in everybody's digital camera.
0: We have one in one of our road manias. Yes. well, that, I think we talked about it on the first episode, actually. We do,
1: because that orb's like moving around and
0: stuff. Right. Like, and it's it's totally actually, I mean, it's totally a bug juice.
1: <laughs> right. And so, you know, there's, well. <laughs> and and Troy Taylor, who we talk about in um, the interview with Luke Naliborsky. He right. uh, he goes. I mean, he has a a description of why he debunks orbs and doesn't believe in them, and he talks about them. Uh, 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 you know, just little problems with light in pictures that we get with digital cameras because they mm-hmm. appear all the time. But Carol, who we talked to today, is a firm believer in orbs, and okay. well, that's what she started seeing in pictures. She says at once mm. her eyes were open to the
0: other oh, side. Oh, interesting.
1: And I found Carol very nice, very intelligent, and lucid. And, and she didn't say anything crazy and stuff. And I appreciate that because when you're interviewing these people, you want to have some sense of um, connection to them. And if it's you think re- relatability, right? <laughs> and if somebody would feel like is off the deep end and just saying crazy stuff, then I'd cut it off. I'd be like, no, that's it. <laughs> Well, because it's not fun, you could listen to somebody weave a tale all day, but I want to sure. talk to people who believe yeah in who who what be- they're saying, <laughs> who believe in what they're saying and what they're seeing and, and things like mm-hmm. that and so I thought that Carol was really nice and intelligent, and she uh, you I think she believes really in what she's seeing she closed her eyes and she sees she sees things and if you look in her blog she's got several stories where things that she's predicted have come true and and she's known things that other people haven't known and um whether it's really talking to the spirits the dead or just being sensitive or just nonverbal cues that people do um she feels that she's providing people a service and i think i think that's a cool thing
0: she didn't happen to uh to see anything while you were talking to her, did she?
1: No. In fact, I said that at one you? point. I'm like, no, uh-huh. I don't, I don't want to know what you see. Because I <laughs> didn't want some spirit behind me saying, like, you, Mike's right, got six
0: months to live. <laughs> or, or she's like, I see a really evil-looking spirit just lingering around you. It's like, oh, man. Then you know, all the time you're wondering right. what that is. Yeah,
1: I don't want to. Well, and that's the thing. Because she goes into, I've had a lot of dark readings.
0: Ooh. I've okay, had, yeah,
1: you know, no, and she thanks. goes, and I don't filter. If I see something dark, I have to talk about it.
0: Yeah, that's that's good too. I mean,
1: yeah, and that's, I think she's not sugarcoating anything. She says if she right. sees and and so I thought that was interesting. And she, yeah, you know, she goes into that she ha- sees a lot of darkness in these places, and and that would be hard, I'd think. Yes, I I agree for her. I mean, for for the medium to if you're sensitive to it, but she says she can turn it off, and mm-hmm. it's not as uncontrollable as you would okay. think. But it it's she's an interesting person and um, we go into that, you know, she talks about the war between the dark and the light and, you know, and that's the message she has for our listeners at the end. And well, what I actually thought was sad though, was that um, she talks about how she lost some of her friends when she decided to put up her shingle and become a psychic.
0: Oh, lost her friends as in they, now, they didn't decided die. to not they didn't... continue being her friend. Yeah. That is sad. And, You know,
1: somebody that really believes in this and and is doing a service, um, you know, even if it's just being sensitive to people and trying to understand someone's grief after something painful happens and give them hope, um, you wouldn't not be friends with a priest or a pastor or you wouldn't stop being friends with somebody. Because they said they have a message, you know. Maybe if he was, uh, maybe a Jehovah's Witness or something like that. You're like, I can't be friends with you because you're going to show up at my door with the Watchtower. Um, No, but you wouldn't stop being, you know, friends with somebody because they said, well, God has a plan for you or something. Or
0: I'm going to go join a a nunnery or something.
1: Yeah, you know, you'd still be like, okay, maybe that's a little different than what I believe, but I'm not going to put you down for it. And so I, I think, well. I respect it for that is that she continued even though um she lost some friends over it and interesting person and um you know you can't prove any of this stuff but uh you know she really feels like she's doing a service for people and that she's helping people see something uh that they can't see so why don't we go talk to carol mills psychic medium Thank you for joining us, Carol.
2: You're welcome. My pleasure to be here. So how is the weather
1: in Cape Coral today?
2: Actually, today is uh, about 80, mid 80s right now and a little humid in here.
1: Okay. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't complain about the humidity because I'm in Minneapolis and um, we're supposed to have, it's gorgeous today. It's like 60 degrees. It was 70 yesterday, but it's supposed to snow again on Monday.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm from Michigan, so I, I get it. I oh, okay, like so you completely oh.
1: understand the up north yeah. weather. Okay, great. Yeah.
2: great. And that's why I'm here.
1: <laughs> understood, understood. Well, wise choice. Um, all right, so uh, for the people that might not know exactly what a medium is, um, could you explain a little bit about what you do?
2: I. Uh, Contact the dead. I talk to the dead and deliver messages to my clients uh, through their uh, relatives, their dead relatives, or their their spirit guides, their angels. Um, whatever comes through, that's what I say. I don't filter. Okay, so that I mean that's that's
1: that's a good way of putting it. So the actual the, the medium in the in the sense of the word, as in you are the conduit through which messages from the dead come back to the living
2: that's correct that's correct i just channel i let i let their words flow through me and um a lot of people will say you know i only deal um with the light or the angels well i think that's all all there but who am i to to filter what they're saying unless it starts getting really dark and then i will stop it
1: okay well that's interesting so now, can you relay messages back and forth? Like, so can you relay messages from the other side as well as send messages to the other side?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. So it's not just they're talking and you hear them. It's that you can talk and they can hear you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they know. Uh, spirit knows Hours ahead of time, sometimes days ahead of time, that I am going to do a reading for one of their loved ones, and they'll start giving me messages way ahead of time.
1: All right. Well, okay. Now that we kind of know what to do, um, we should probably get back to how the whole thing started. Like, you know, that, to me that's like a superpower you know what i mean so like how did what is your secret origin story how did you get your superpowers
2: okay (laughs) this is a little unusual i'm not one of those people that was uh you know awakened when i was five years old and and all of a sudden start talking to dead people um that didn't happen to me It, it only happened maybe three years ago um now, I've had paranormal experiences throughout my life, but I'm from an atheist family, so we didn't talk about it, you know. Sure. Uh, so, um... I read that on
1: your blog. It says Rebel Atheist.
2: Yes. <laughs> By God. <laughs> <laughs> I will do this. So, um... Okay. Anyways, about three years ago, um, my, uh, Soulmate was a dog. <laughs> All right. He passed away, but we made a contract with each other that we would find each other on the other side. And uh, he came back, the day that he passed, he came back, and that was when uh, I first discovered orbs. Um, I started videotaping that night, because I I had a tiny little puppy, and I thought, I'm not gonna lose a minute with this puppy the way I should have with Jake. And uh, there was something in that film, and I thought, you know, what is that? And I have exterminators. I don't have bugs. What, what okay. is this? Thing? So three weeks later, come and go. And uh, I started seeing them everywhere. And I was able to uh, pick up any camera almost and take pictures of them. And then uh, I went through what I call the dark times where things got really loopy. Because when we opened the door, Jake and I, we we didn't protect ourselves, and well, everything. Well, real. Let's start, let's go
1: back a little bit. Okay. So you started seeing. So uh, your dog passed away, and I've I've only gotten pets in the past few years, so I haven't had that experience of of losing an animal. But I know, I mean, all my friends have and stuff, and I know it's just you know it breaks your heart, mm-hmm. and. uh, so you really felt connected with Jake. And, you know, he's your best buddy and stuff like that. You say you're animal soulmate. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you, you know, you just, you know, you kind of felt it that, you know, you would still be together even if he passed or even when, after he passed. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened? I mean, so you saw some orbs in pictures, but then, like, how did you know it was your dog? Uh,
2: because, well, I had that tiny little puppy, who is almost three now? And the puppy would, I, I would hear clicking on the floor at night, and the puppy would uh, go around the edge of my bed, barking at something that I couldn't see. And uh, it would go right to Jake's spot where he slept at night, and then he, and then the puppy would lay down and go back to sleep. And there oh, okay. were other, yeah, there were many other indications that. Um, it was Jake. Um, the areas where uh, the puppy would uh, start barking because it would startle him um, were the areas where Jake would normally be, his food, dish, where his food dishes used to be or where he used to sleep. And, and then uh, uh, probably about a month and a half in, I got a picture of him. And then I knew, for, I, I, was, I was certain in my heart, but you know, I, I do the left brain, right brain and I'm always trying to debunk everything. And sure. and then I, I got a picture of a black lab and I said, oh my God, it is Jake. And you know, that, so I knew he was with me again.
1: So you took a picture and a ghost Jake appeared like in the picture? Yeah. Okay. And, and
2: Well, that that was one of the gifts that I, I didn't know I had was uh, the day that Jake passed and I started getting orbs. I started videotaping and taking photographs of all different realms. It wasn't just Jake or it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the normal spirit realm. It was stuff that I've never seen before. Okay. Well, so, the, uh, so
1: like Jake was, I mean, he led you. Like Lassie to the other side, right? I mean, it, it's. I mean, that's interesting. That's. Um, I've never heard us I mean, not. I haven't heard very many medium stories so far. Okay. And so that you know, but I. This is a very unusual, a unique one, and so I'm enjoying it. Um. So you, you know, you started seeing Jake in places. You started hearing him. The puppy was reacting to him, you know, like he was there and and stuff like that, and. Then what was the you know what was the next? So you started taking pictures, seeing orbs. How did that translate then to seeing human spirits? Uh,
2: I started uh, having the ability to see energy movement in a room, and uh, it it would be like shadow forms mostly uh, that I would see shift through a room. But there was a disruption of energy because the energy is all around us. We, we're living in it. And um, all of a sudden it was shift, and my eyes became very keen to that. It was almost like a training that I went through. And uh, now, now I can see if uh, something, it's not like a 3D ghost that I'm seeing, okay. although I've seen 2D. I haven't seen a 3D that I know of, but you know, sometimes you don't know. It's a 3D, um, so my eyes just became accustomed to the movement and the energy fields, and, and I so
1: started. I mean, how did you feel? Was it something scary? If, when you see shadows moving around in the world, I mean, the room, I I would be scared.
2: Yeah, I was scared. I was scared, and I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I mean, I was totally naive about all this. And I started Googling and and, and looking locally and reaching out to people and, you know, asking for help because, you know, you, when this starts happening to you and you've never been through it before, you think you're losing your mind. Right. And you don't really want there's you don't want to open up to everybody because everybody's going to think you're not, though. So.
1: OK, so. You started seeing. I mean, the disruption of energy in the room. So you're, you know, you're hanging out somewhere, and and you can see when, or feel, when there's movement, when there's spirits in the room, when there's different kinds of forms. So, when you say two D versus three D. When was the first time you saw a two D apparition or something that you could be like, "Hey, that's that looks like a person."
2: Um. Well. I kept getting woke up, woken up at three thirty-three, for probably five nights in a row. And uh, the last time it happened, I I woke up and I was so exhausted. Um, it wasn't uh, terribly long after Jake had passed, and I was still kind of reeling from that. And sure. I woke up and there was this. It was probably a seven foot like purple plasma field standing next to my bed and I I didn't freak I you know I thought I would freak out but I did well I would have freaked out yeah I just I was very peaceful I'm it was like I can go to sleep now and I went back to sleep (laughs) and that was the first time I saw something
1: now did you feel that that was something protecting you or something watching over you in in a positive way
2: you know, I, I learned to know the difference between a bad spirit and a good spirit. Um, there's definitely a, a, a physical chemical reaction that goes on in your body. You start feeling scared, tense when it's not right. When it is okay, you just smile and feel peaceful and you know it's okay. Um, so for me anyways, I don't know about other people, but that's, that's definitely a telltale sign. If I start feeling nauseous then um, somebody's really pushing me hard. I've, ha- I've been body jumped several times, so um, I'm a little leery of a lot of heavy energy.
1: Wait, what, is that, what does that
2: mean?
1: Like just somebody grabbed you or, or what?
2: They try to, to uh, body jump you or they pass through you. Okay. So that's a, the energy of a, like, you feel it come through you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, In fact, I'll tell you, I was sitting in a restaurant one night with my girlfriends, and uh, we're just talking and all of a sudden I I lunge forward in my chair and I'm like, whoa, you know, you could just feel the energy um, run through your body. It ran through me, hit my girlfriend. She was sick for three days. And then my other friend that took us to the restaurant says, oh, yeah, there used to be a nursing home right next to the (laughs) the Okay. So, there were some wandering souls around here, right,
1: and so you I mean, did you see it coming, or you just no. felt it?
2: No, it came from the back of me,
1: passed through you, jumped into your friend, into your friend just did she feel something at the time, or was, yeah, it after she was
2: she 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 swayed in her chair too, like what was that uh, because we were <laughs> we were just sitting there having some spaghetti, you know right, <laughs> and uh she it, it knocked me forward, it was so strong, and then it hit her, and she went sideways in her chair and uh she said she was sick for three days after that mm.
1: Well, okay, well, that's the example of you know something spiritual having a physical manifestation, and that's I mean a little creepy in its own right um, <laughs> How did yeah. you go from okay so let's so you start seeing orbs. Then you start, you know, feeling the presence of Jake and uh, you know knowing that he's there with you and, and that the puppy's playing with him and seeing him and so all those kind of things. And then you get a picture of him, and then you see a seven-foot purple uh, energy field next to your bed when you wake up in the middle of the night. Now, how does that go from you start seeing weird things? to being able to understand what they're trying to say to you
2: well at first when i first heard something i I'm, i was just walking through the house and the very first thing i heard was the book of revelations
1: okay that's always pleasant
2: yeah and it stopped me in my track and i and i looked around like you know did i hear that you know i started second guessing and everything and then a couple of days later, I heard it again, and I said, "I, I am hearing something here." And uh, so, one of my friends suggested I get some angel cards and a- ask about my life purpose. Then, so I did that for a couple of weeks, and I started.
1: What are angel cards? I don't know if I've heard of them. they
2: they're, they're uh, the Dorian Virtue um, Oracle cards. Um, they're kind of in, in the lines of a tarot card okay, okay. but, but they're, they're based on angels and um so I played those cards out for a little while and I did a few readings for people and they were amazed at what was coming through and uh so that didn't last very long only a couple weeks and then I I was told to put the cards away and I started doing maybe five minute readings for people and they were amazed at what I was getting um so one of my mentors uh, suggested I try to do a psychic fair. Now, uh, when,
1: now mentors. So this started happening to you, and you're, um, you hear the Book of Revelations. Now, and you, were you very familiar with the Bible? You said you grew up in an atheist family. So did you know it was the Book of Revelations or anything like that?
2: <laughs> no, and this is how blonde I am. The very first time <laughs> I heard it, I thought they said Book of Evolution. <laughs> and I was talking to some people. I said, have you ever heard of the Book of Evolution?
1: They're like, no, yeah, know. it's called uh, Origin of Species. You know, it's Charles. <laughs> T-
2: <laughs> well, I had no idea, but they, they were giving me like the V8 slap in the head and saying, Carol.
1: Well <laughs> that's, that's funny. And, and so you, you tried out the angel cards, which is, you know, a different ver- you know, a different version of augury, you know, trying to talk to something and experience something and Mm -hmm. so you just started doing it for your friends and Mm -hmm. then when did you decide that i mean okay you said a mentor now how do you find a mentor with something like this
2: well uh there was a center there's only a couple centers um locally where i'm at and um i i sought them out and i i went to her place one night and uh she had a psychic development group there and uh Towards the end, I raised my hand and said, you know, I have some questions. Right, right. (laughs) And uh, I told her about, you know, being able to uh, photograph these orbs. And she said, well, can you do it right now? And I said, I don't know. I've never done it in public before. And the class was about a class of 10. And she said, well, let's try it. So I got out my cell phone and I put it on video and they were everywhere, everywhere. And people were just screaming because... There was one in particular I would call Blue, and he would come to the camera when I called him and respond. Like I'd say, Blue, can you come slowly? And he would come slowly to the camera. And they were just, uh, pardon me? So No, so you were having an interaction
1: with the orbs you saw in your cell phone camera.
2: Yeah, yeah. They would respond to me. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go into that later. but. All right. Um, So, uh, so she started, you know, working with me a little bit. I started attending every, every class, that uh, psychic development class, and she would challenge me and I was pretty much hitting the mark and she was giving me encouragement and, you know, everybody does better under encouragement. So I strived a little harder and uh, pretty soon it became full, full bloom. So, all right. And,
1: and so. You started hearing things. You started being able to talk to, I mean, talk to orbs in your camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when did you start seeing dead people around other people? Like, you know, you, so you perform the readings with the angel cards. You were told, how were you told to put the angel cards away? Like a voice or a feeling or what?
2: It was, it was both. I guess it's a little difficult to expen- explain, but I was do- actually doing reading on myself to see if I could because it, it really doesn't work that way with me. Okay. Um, so I'm able to read others, but I can't really read too, too well on myself. Anyways, I was playing um, with the cards one day, and um, it was just a feeling like this isn't right anymore. And then I heard uh, Put Him Down, And I did. I put him down, and I closed my eyes, and I started getting some messages. And I thought, is this the path that I'm supposed to be doing now? And so I had a couple people come over, and I did it with them. And sure enough, it was happening. So, All right. So you, I mean,
1: you started hearing voices then. Put down Mm -hmm. the angel cards, and then you started hearing voices. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's the next step, right? Like, that's the the next path on your psychic medium evolution
2: absolutely yeah
1: so moving on to that uh you you know you had someone that you were working with you were um experiencing things more and more you started hearing voices when did you decide that maybe this is something you want to do to help people or to work with people like what because that's i mean you know, everybody has like an eccentric aunt, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm asking, you know, she's does some crazy stuff, it's fun. To like <laughs> now I'm you know, you now you put yourself out there to yeah. be uh you know, as par- as part of a job. And and so you know, what did it, what did that take to be able to do that?
2: Well, when I um I started getting different spirits um in my readings, uh I had some A a string of dark readings, and when you mean by dark readings,
1: like what happens then? Like what you—it's a feeling, or is it malicious, or what?
2: Well, um, I I see through my third eye when I and when I read. So um, I actually water is a conduit for me. So I'm in the shower and I'm I'm shampooing, and all of a sudden I get started getting visions of this woman, this witchy woman. And she was like doing the typical things like the cap- cackling. And, uh, I said, you know, who are you and why are you here? And she gave me a name and said that she was here to torment the woman, which was my client that was coming. And I, I thought this is incredible. It's not believable. So the client got there and, um, uh, I asked her if she knew this person and she said no and I said okay let's set it aside and I started doing the reading and within five minutes it started unfolding and I said okay now I'm going to bring this subject back to life again right. I, and I told her about what uh, I had saw and she confirmed it. She said that it was in her family and um, somebody had practiced dark magic in her family and it was uh, wreaking havoc on several people in the family. So, so this
1: was, was this recent, or was this far back in the family history?
2: Uh, recent, recent in the family history. So I, you know, I proceeded to give her tools to take with her to help protect her. And I thought this must be part of my calling—is to be able to help people fight the darkness when it invades them. So, um, and. I instinctively knew I have one of my best friends is um, uh, like a street preacher and she helps me through a lot, a lot of these situations. She counsels me. Um, She's dealt with uh, dark entities herself. So uh, she does a lot of counseling with me. And uh, I was, I was so prepared that I didn't even realize that this was going to take place in my life, but uh, it became a thing for a while. And then I, I, Actually I prayed about it and said, Look, I, I need some light in this, you know. I can't I can't keep doing this heavy stuff. It was draining me. And uh, then I would get, you know, Aunt Nilly coming in and, you know, being goofy and
1: Right. No, we all hope we get Aunt Nilly and not a yeah, witch right? not a witch from our past coming to torment. <laughs> so wait, I mean we all face we all face so many tough things in our lives already that um the idea that that there's supernatural powers working against us as well—that uh, sounds depressing.
2: It, it is, but you know, I think it—it's it, been there since the beginning of time. There's there's good and bad, and um, we have to have that balance. You know, the the dark teaches us things that we need to know, and then we appreciate the light much more. So. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's there. And I think it's more predominant now than it ever has been. I don't know what the big shift is going on. Um, I, you know, I hear things, I don't know completely who really knows, but, um, yeah, I feel it. I feel it in my readings. I get a lot of strange stuff lately. Well,
1: uh, when you decided to start doing this, what was your family's reaction? Like, your family and friends and stuff, I mean, were they supportive? Were they skeptical? Um, Were they like, hey, at least you got a job. Like, what did they do?
2: Um, There were several of them that didn't, didn't want to speak to me anymore. Uh, They, they were confirmed atheists and, uh, you know, they pretty much thought I'd lost my mind. But, Uh, On the other side of that, there's a lot of people that I have worked with and helped and um, read for that believe in me 100%. So they say it's kind of a shutting uh, when you go through an ascension, and um, that's exactly what happened to me. I went through an ascension, and I dropped off anything that was negative, that was – trying to pull me back down to a level that I didn't vibrate at any longer. So um, I had to go with the flow. I I just felt it was the right thing to do, was just to keep moving forward. And if that meant losing some friends and family members, um, then so be it.
1: So you, I mean, you, this, and all this happens in what kind of time frame? From the passing away of Jake to getting a website and going into business and setting everything up like how long does that take
2: uh it it happened very very rapidly for me um it's been probably three years now um before uh i was able to even do readings my friends that i made they were new friends um in the metaphysical arena and uh, they all look at me and shake their head and say, Oh my God, when you take off, you're going like a rocket. And that's pretty much what happened is that just happened.
1: (laughs) So is this something you can turn on and off or? Yeah.
2: I can, I can. A lot of people can't. It's with them. Like we'll go out in public and they'll say, did you feel that? And I'm like, no, I'm tuned out. I don't want to feel anything. You know, I just want to be in this moment and. So I'm, I guess I'm one of the lucky ones.
1: Have you ever had a uh, an entity or a spirit or anything like call to you and then have to communicate with somebody? Like it's like, like their uncle shows up. I don't know, their dad or whatever. You know, like somebody shows up and says, like, I really have a message for this person. I need you to go get him.
2: Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it, but it's usually when they know that um, – there's gonna be some kind of um access between the two of us and then they'll come in ahead of time and say, look, you gotta tell so and so this. And and I do. I relay that message. But yeah, it happened.
1: What's the most common message you find that uh they want to communicate from the other side to us?
2: Almost all of the uh ancestors that come through the two most common ones I would say is I am I am one and at peace so whatever it was that uh ended their existence here on earth they're at peace on the other side and they always want their loved ones to know that and uh the second most common one I get is uh the the grandmothers and great grandmothers that come through and want to claim that she gets her gift from me okay which i find is I, it's hysterical sometimes it's like you know that they're, they're they're they always show me they have we've developed some uh symbolisms and she they always show me they're, they're passing a torch down to somebody when
1: did you feel that this was for real like when did you have that moment like I'm not going crazy like this is totally like I nailed something that I could not have known whatsoever like what was that moment where you're like uh oh like this isn't just my my mind playing tricks on me like this is something and now I have to figure it out
2: well I'm very I you know I have I have the four clairs and um I'm I'm very visual with my my readings they show me some very strong visions and you said the four clairs uh, to be able to uh, smell things, taste things, see things, hear things. Um, so, I, you, I, you have experiences on all those senses? Yeah, I was uh, the first time I realized that I had the sense of smell. Uh, I was working on um, a cold case file, and the young man smoked, and I could walk into where he was, the spirit was, and walk out and smell the cigarette smoke. And I thought, oh boy. <laughs> so a cold case
1: file were you working with the police like what was that like the family called you or what what situation was yeah that? It, it was
2: the uh, it, i was brought in on a, it was a family that was uh looking for um the uh suspect and um so we we i guess uh we were passed around a picture at the class that's how i got onto this and um she said, just tell me what you feel from the picture. And I told her, I said, I'm, I'm pumping gas at a gas station. And I, I give a head nod to some guy. Like, I, I you know, they're approaching me. And I, I'm i like, hey, what's up? And that was the last place that the victim was seen. And so she knew I'd hit it. And then he came to me at one day, probably a week later. I, w- I was exhausted at work. I came home and laid down. And I started seeing somebody with 2 tone skin. Well, the son's suspect in the case had that, um, that disease where you lose your pigmentation. So they, you know. Oh, he... like
1: that Michael Jackson had or whatever? The... Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
2: So, and it was later that day that I kept walking into the cigarette smell. So I knew that he was here with me in the house. And...
1: So was it the, uh, the vi- so it was a murder victim, I assume? Okay. So did the, the victim appear to you or the suspect, like a suspect appear to you? The victim
2: was giving me messages.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And you, sa- and you gave that back to the family and stuff like
2: that? Yes, I gave it back to the family. Did they ever find the guy? I don't know. I don't know. I gave him everything I had and then I, 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 I released it. I just said, there you go. This is all I got. So
1: um, Sure, I can imagine you don't want to spend too much time... With a murder victim, because that's got to be, you know, <laughs> a lot of bad feelings.
2: Well, uh, you know, he would, he he wants to be uh, redeemed in this, and uh, he wants to see justice. And he was trying as hard as to get messages to his family. And some of the ones, uh, the messages that I gave them were right on, and they all confirmed the things that I said. But I also gave them some things that they hadn't thought about um, in regards to a cell phone, and um, so I hope they took that ball and ran. But it it wasn't such a heavy spirit coming from him. Um, I understood where he was coming from, and uh, when I was not able to get messages from him any longer, I think that's when he just left.
1: So. Okay,
2: well that I mean I'm I
1: always. Love it when you know psychics turn to crime or the whole thing, like they, you know, uh, because that's always interesting. Because I remember watching Unsolved Mysteries and That's Incredible, and all those shows where they would talk about how they would bring it, you know, when the police couldn't come up with anything, they brought a psychic in to see if they could, you know, help and everything. So I always thought those were. I mean, not fun stories because obviously a tragedy happened, but it's fun in the way that it's you know getting the weird stuff into you know a, a little little adventure and, and things like yeah. that.
2: yeah yeah, you know, I grew up on that stuff, you know, the horror flicks and and the and, and cops when cops came out and, <laughs> right you know so to be involved with something like that, it was it was pretty cool. It really was pretty cool so
1: well, now take me through what a session would be like. So, I mean, so like when, when you go through and somebody calls you and says like, hey, I'd like to set up an appointment because, um, you know, I just, I want I need some guidance or I, I have a message I want to get forth. So somebody calls you and sets it up. Do you have to do it in person? Do you do it over the phone? Do you, like how, do, how does that start? Well,
2: um, I, I do both. I do it in person and over the phone. And um, basically I go into meditation uh, before my appointment. Um, Some people um, I think can just um, do it right on the spot, like walk up to somebody and do it on the spot. Like I go into meditation, I say prayers, you know, for protection and then um, I plug in, I call it plugging in. -in, And then I just go into a deep spot and that just starts happening. You know, people come in. I've actually seen um, like them come through a doorway and there's light behind them. And they come in sometimes only one or two. Sometimes they come in big groups. Um, It's just it's really amazing stuff. So that's what I do. I plug into them and I start delivering messages. And I do past, present and future. And they will push me in whatever direction they want me to go. And I always tell my clients, I'm going to talk and tell you whatever spirit has for you, and then I'm always going to leave time for you to ask any questions back. So that's the way I conduct my sessions.
1: Have you ever not been able to get, like, is ever something just like, hey, nobody came through today, or somebody completely wrong for them came through? Like, you know, this actually was a message for somebody else?
2: Well, uh, that just happened to me recently. I was doing a, a psychic fair, and I was put into an environment where there was only thin curtains that were separating me from the psychic next to me. And that's exactly what happened. I started doing readings, and it was for the lady with the other guy. And I am like, this is not working for me. <laughs> So, yeah, they do. I mean, whoever's going to hear them, they'll come and whisper in your ear or whatever it is.
1: Okay. Does it matter how much the person who's doing the reading or who's getting read believes? Like if you find that they're more open to it, you get more stuff. If you find that they're skeptical the whole time, um, that nothing comes through.
2: Uh, yeah, it does definitely make a difference. If they're more open to it, their energy is higher, and it's easier for spirit to get messages across when the energy is high. Um, they they love that that vibration. Um, even with some skeptics, I I've had uh, a few men that I've read for that didn't believe in anything, and I had to sit there and take a couple deep breaths, and then I asked him, "Do you want, want me to go deeper?" And they'll say, "Well, sure, go ahead." And then I said, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> and by the end, they were hugging me. I'm, I'm so glad I came. <laughs> you know, so. um, but yeah, it. I've had people completely block me. Everything that I say said to them, no, 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 no. And, and what do you do? You know, you, you you, just have to deal with it. So. Now a lot. I'm sure a lot of people come
1: to you with. Um, Well, I mean, serious issues or people that are looking for guidance or people that are just, you know, desperate on their, you know, uh, on their at the end of their rope. And uh, do you ever feel a kind of pressure like, I hope what I'm saying is right or I hope this leads him down the right path? Or do you ever worry? Have you ever kept anything back where you're like, I can't tell the guy this because he's going to jump off, a you know, jump off a, a roof?
2: Uh, if if I deliver, if they ask me to deliver um, messages that um, can sometimes be dark, I always ask them to give me some guidance. Uh, for example, I had a woman come in and uh, she had concerns about her brother, um, a man in his fifties. And they showed me a swirling of water around his body. And I asked You know, there's some questions, you know, does he live by the water? Why am I seeing this, you know? And then they made me feel the pressure in my chest. And I said, does he have something going on with his lungs? I feel like a fluid buildup. And she said, yeah, he's got emphysema. And then they showed me two years. And I I said, oh, dear God, you know, I'm worried that I'm going to tell this woman this. You know, he's only got two years to live, you know, what are you going to – and then – they put up a caution sign, like, you know, back up Carol. So I stopped myself before I I ran at the mouth and they said, you know, there's a chance he can clean this up. So I said, look, he's sick. Get him to a doctor, make sure he goes to this doctor, you know? So, Um, that's an example of them giving me good and bad in order to deliver a message. I don't Well,
1: That's terrifying. I'm terrified talking to you right now because if someone's showing you Mike's got six hours to go or something like that, you're just like, Hey, and you know what? The guy behind you says you have six hours to go. I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. I don't
2: know if they would ever, you know, just, you know, do it without like say it because it was just the end you know it it's always been there is hope because that's the message that they always want to deliver is hope you know there is hope in those situations. I never got a definitive message like this guy's gonna die tomorrow okay, good good okay
1: that no that's just interesting now we were talking about um you know, that sometimes you get dark messages. Sometimes, you, you know, it's usually something nice for people now and you've been trying to get more light stuff. Now, are there other... Well, you were told to stop using the angel cards. Do you feel that you can see and talk to other entities or are there other entities besides human spirits and animal spirits that you have felt and talked with?
2: Well... Uh, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's different realms. Um, and whether they're, you know, it, it's still a real mystery to me. I don't know if you were on my website, but there was a night that I called, uh, the night of the in-betweeners, which I had no idea what that was. And, uh, and I was videotaping and I had a couple friends here they're both light workers also and we were trying to come up with some ideas for an event and I started videotaping right before it got dark out, and I wasn't getting hardly anything on this video which was unusual in my house at that time I was getting all sorts of stuff While I Well, I developed I said to the, one of them I'm not getting anything she said you know why it's the time of the in-betweeners And I said, "What do you mean by that?" She goes, "The time between when the sun goes down and the moon comes out, and that's when there's a lot of activity." And I didn't know that, so I developed the film the next day. And in the film, you can actually see a fairy. You can see gremlins under the council. That one, that picture alone is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you have that on the uh, website.
1: It's on the website. Okay, we'll link to that in the show notes. We'll make sure we put the mm-hmm. link to the night of the in-betweeners and the, the yeah. stuff in the show notes.
2: Yeah, it, it that was incredible. So, um, and, and there's uh, there's all sorts of different things. And after that night and within the next three weeks, uh, everything electrical in my house had gone out. I had to replace uh, my thermostat, my DVD player, uh, take my computer in for repair, Um so she and, uh, you know, it, it happened and it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that was another process for me to learn how to protect myself. And um, well, and you've mentioned that
1: a couple times now, and I, I hear this often um, when people talk about they say little prayers for protection and they say something about protection. Like what can happen if you don't protect yourself like you said your friend got sick when you know somebody body jumped you Mm -hmm. um but like I mean what what could happen if you don't like why do you need to protect yourself
2: from things like that happening I mean uh if I had known that that was even possible then I would have before I picked up that camera I would have said a little prayer you know you know, Archangel Michael, please come in, surround me in your light, you know, keep off anything dark, evil or negative. And that's what I do now when I do my, my saging in the house and, and, um, cleanse my house. That's what I ask for. Um, and that's what I tell other people to do that are having problems is, you know, call in, call in your angels and they hear you. They, they they will come in and help you. And, um, you have to have that protection around you. Otherwise there are a lot of Dark spirits out there that are wanting to attach to you, and uh, they can start causing you anxiety, and um, it can go deep. So, so, why do you think a dark? I mean,
1: do dark spirits just have nothing to do, or they just like screwing around with humans, and that's fun, or they just want attention, or what do you think their motivation is?
2: Well, I, I actually think there there is. I. Um, a war going on between the light and the dark. And, uh, you know, it's a battle of souls. You know, they want to take, you know, the dark wants their souls, the light wants everybody to come to the light. And, uh, that battle does happen. And I, I've talked to people, I've read for people that, I. Uh, changed appearance right in front of me. Their eyes got very dark. They started uh, twitching in their chair. Uh, Their whole mannerisms were different. It it can be very spooky. Wait, so
1: were they, they had a a dark spirit attached to them or they were just doing, like, they're bad people? Or what kind of, like, why do you think that their eyes would go dark and twitch?
2: Well, uh, the the mere mention of God in a reading will uh, send people that have uh, darkness uh, attached to them into a tailspin. So if I'm reading along and I'm starting to get that vibration, like something is not right here. And I will ask the client, do you believe in God? And it, the reactions are bizarre when there's something going wrong. And, uh, this one particular, um, young lady, she got up, ran out of the room like her tail end was on fire. And, uh, that was after she started twitching and pulling at her her clothes and her eyes got so dark and and this was recently and that's why i said there has been more and more of this stuff happening and um so i i give a, I give clients a toolkit you know i give them i give them sage i give them uh frankincense uh i give them holy water and say look Use all this stuff. If you have problems, call me. I will help you through because I think that was one of the contracts that I I instilled in, in my gifts was that you've given me these gifts. I have to use them for the good. So that's what I do. So, um,
1: you know, I, I think that's, that's interesting. You talked, you know, the dark versus the light and, you know, people reacting badly and everything. But <clears throat> what do you think is as far as the gifts and you say the Ascension and everything, what do you think is your mission now that you've come back uh, with the power to see and talk to dead people?
2: I, I just, I hope that it's just to um, deliver messages uh, of hope and love to most of my clients and, Um, If somebody comes in with doubt to make them believe that, you know, this is not the end, this, if you left this world, you're going to a better place, hopefully. And, um, and uh, it's beautiful. Everything that they, the spirits have told me about being on the other side is beautiful. And a lot of them, even uh, I've had suicide victims, and they, when they lift out of their body, they've told me what a beautiful, peaceful feeling they had. And I'm not condoning that by any means, but it's right. not like if you, if somebody does it, there because people are always worried: didn't they go to hell? Did my, did my father go to hell? Did my uncle go to hell? And it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems like they have to go through a review stage, if you will. And uh, they have to see everything that they have done in their lives and what led up to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, but it's all, it's almost always a beautiful message. And if that's what I'm here to do is to deliver that message, then I'll do it gladly.
1: Fantastic. And do your spirits have any messages for the see you on the other side audience or me? stay in the light
2: stay in the light <laughs> stay in the light Carol <laughs> <laughs> that that
1: sounds like something positive and, and something we can all uh, live by Carol I want to thank you uh, for spending some time with us and talking a little bit about what you do today if people want to find you and they're interested in the reading or they're interested in your blog and to read more about what you do where are the places on the internet they can find
2: Uh, You can go to my website, uh, carolmills.me, or you can text me at 239-322-2355, and we'll set up a reading through the text.
1: Fantastic. Well, Carol, I want to thank you for hanging out with us today,
2: and we'll see you soon.
1: So what would you think of Carol?
0: interesting very interesting and you're right she's she sounds like a regular person i mean (laughs) right (laughs) and a very nice woman and nothing nothing like
1: i'm always on the lookout for ooga booga right spooky
0: wookie whatever as as soon as they (laughs) get like
1: you know they sound like a witch or like from the cast or something like no and so i'm always on the lookout for that but no she was as lucid as can be and uh enjoyable interview fascinating yeah for sure and um so one of the things she talked about was ascension. She's like, well, mm-hmm. once I ascended. So they kind of talk about getting these powers as the next step. And immediately I was thinking the next stage in human evolution. Like okay. The uncanny X-Men. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what this week's song is called. Ascension. The dark and the light, they want you. Everyone competing for your mind. Your mind. Seeing things like...
0: You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on
1: the other side.